ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, children of all ages, it's time for What Do You Call It Podcast. Hello, everyone. Welcome to another episode of What Do You Call It Podcast. I'm your host, GB, and today's guest is not only an ECW original, he's everybody's favourite homeboy and a war hero. What are we talking about? It's Chilly Willie. <laughs> How you doing today, mate? You okay? Yeah, oh, thank you. Thank you for having me on, man. It's, it's, it's a pleasure. It's an honour. You know what I'm saying? Um, so glad to be here. Honestly, thank you for coming on, mate. Um, we've been talking a bit on, on uh, the old... DMs and uh, actually having a good conversation. So it's going to be a fun episode. Also, for the listeners out there, there might be a slight delay, but we're going to work through it, but it will not stop you from enjoying this episode. So, one thing I have to ask exactly. to kickstart this show is how did you come up with your ring name, Chili Willy? I have to know. <laughs> well, when, when I started back in 1997, I started out and uh, CW Anderson was my, my trainer at the time. And I wanted to go by the name of Cyrus the Virus after the movie Con Air. Oh. But then I found out that uh, there was a Cyrus there already. Actually, you know, uh, Don Cowles in uh, AEW now. So he was there. So one of my friends at the time, my, my girlfriend, her brother-in-law, I called her on the phone one night. And he said, uh, he said, yo, Chill Will is on the phone. And so it just kind of stuck Chill Will. And then I just put the Y on it, you know what I mean? The Chili Willie mm. on both of them. And I said, oh, I, I, so the next time I went back to practice, it was like, yo, I think I came up with a name. They said, Chili Willie. I said, Chili Willie. They said, yeah. They said, Chili Willie, that's like the penguin, right? That's the penguin, you know, the little penguin shit. And I was <laughs> like, yeah, but, you know, I'm going to have a little twist or whatever. So, you know, you just, uh, it just stuck, you know what I mean? Chili Willie, you know, it, it was Chili Willie, the ghetto superstar. Yeah, I was I was uh I was coming out as the ghetto superstar, and I was coming out to the song ghetto superstar, and then uh, when I got invited to go up to ECW, I kind of changed the theme a little bit. Ah, uh, wicked man! It's such a unique name. I love it. I didn't know at first until I was a lot <laughs> older that it was actually based on like a little cartoon oh. character or something. So I didn't I didn't have a clue. Yeah. <laughs> I wanted to kickstart the episode because for about over 20 years, I've just like, Chili Willy, such a great name. And then you had your tag team partner, Balls Mahoney. But we will be talking about that. We'll be talking about yeah. your ECW career. Just before we talk about your ECW career, wow. um, I want to know, did you actually grow up watching wrestling? And if so, who were some of your favorites? Oh, yeah, man, I did. Since I was about seven or eight, you know, watching the WWF. Watching NWA, Georgia, Texas wrestling, the Florida wrestling, all that. So, uh, but my favorite, uh, I have to say, is Ric Flair. Uh, but there was there was there were many other ones, you know. Of course, you know Rocky Johnson, mm. um, Tony Atlas, as tag team, St. Jones, Pedro Morales, you know Bob Backlund, uh, Ricky Steamboat. <laughs> I mean, this goes on. You know, the Road Warriors. You know, yeah, man. So uh, I had a I had a lot of uh, I had a lot of uh, favorites to, uh, when it came to pro wrestling, and uh, it was just something I wanted to do, man. It was like uh, they were like my real superheroes. You know, I mean, you mm. watch cartoons and you watch movies, but it was like seeing these guys come in and fight 
you know, and it was like, oh man, you know, and, and I used to be picked on when I was a little kid because I was, I was very small. But uh, when I turned like 13, 14, I started lifting weights and mm. I really, I really wanted to get into the pro wrestling, you know what I mean? And so uh, it was one of those things because I believed it, you know, I believed in it. Mm. You couldn't tell me, you could not tell me that that wasn't real. You know what I mean? You couldn't tell me that shit was not real. So you ask anybody, my, my school friends, uh, childhood friends, you know, I always wanted to be a wrestler. And so not everyone wanted to live, you know, not everyone, shall I say, uh, lived their dreams, but I lived mine. So, um, you know, hey, I, I can't, I couldn't ask for more. You know what I mean? We're going to talk about the dreams that you would achieve. Uh, I want to ask as well, where is it that you actually would train? And what inspired you? Well, I think you actually just answered that. What inspired you to become pro wrestler? So eliminate that part. But where is it that you would go to train? And how did you discover the wrestling school? Yeah, man, it was um. Ooh, let me see. I got my 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 first marriage. I got married in nineteen eighty nine. Show you how old I am. And so uh, <laughs> the first time that I I stepped into a wrestling ring uh, was in Paulsboro, New Jersey, at the Larry Sharp School Monster Factory. Oh, okay. Um. I just, I went there, yeah, I went there, tried out. It was on a Tuesday night. I'll never forget it. I was so nervous, man. I had a singlet, a brand new singlet that I bought. I put it on backwards. Uh, that's how nervous I was. Um, I didn't have the money. <laughs> so I uh, went back, I went back to work. And it wasn't until 1997 that I actually, no, I'm sorry, 1996. I tried out for the WCW power plant. Oh, really? Down in Atlanta. Yeah, yeah. I, play, I, I tried out for that um, 1996. Uh, Buddy Lee Parker was the uh, trainer there. Uh, you, got, you had guys like Hardbody Harrison there and all those guys. Well, it was like 30 people there, 30, 30 men. You know, you had former uh, football players, you know, college guys, whatever. I was one of the three guys who survived that four days. It was like four days of training. And mm. uh, at the end of at the end of uh, making it through the power plant, you know, you go and you talk to Jody Hamilton, uh, Mr. Wrestler number two or one, I think, whatever, whichever one he was. And so, uh, forgive me if I get it wrong, but I didn't have the money. It was like 3000 4000 to go to school. And so I went back to North Carolina. And, um, you know, then that's when I, I went to my old high school and they had a, they had a uh, indie wrestling show. And you had guys like Steve Carino, Joey Matthews, C.W. Anderson at the time, Lodi, I think I want, I think he was there, um, Shane Helms. A lot of those guys was, was, were, they were wrestling at my old high school. Well, my mm. dad was working at the high school. So I got in, I snuck in to the back, <laughs> you know, and uh, I, caught, I caught the show. And lo and behold, the, the guy that was doing the, the sound system C.W. Anderson's cousin, his name was Dan, his name is Dan Wright. Hmm. Uh, he still runs a school in, uh, in, in Southern North Carolina. And so I went, I went to him doing intermission. And I asked about how could I, you know, get into wrestling. And he gave me a number and we, I went to their practice, man. It was only like three or four guys. Uh, there's a guy named Laz. And then there was another guy named Stacy Jones. Um, so it was just the three of us that CW was training at the time and uh, before he went to ECW. And then when he went to ECW, um, he pushed us off to another guy named Gary Simone, who was also, he, he was also a worker. Uh, and so I have to credit those three men. Dan Wright, 
Chris Wright, which is C.W. Anderson and Gary Simone. Those are the three instrumental people who got me into wrestling. Oh, sweet, man. And he also worked for the Hardy Boys, Omega Wrestling. I just want to know what the Hardy Boys like. Well, like I said, um, I was I was in that circuit because it was in North Carolina. Mm -hmm. They were like in the western part. I want to say the western part of North Carolina, Cameron, North Carolina. Um, I worked for them once. Um, oh, okay. At, it was at a, like a county fair. Yeah, guys like uh, young guys like at the time Caprice Coleman, uh, like I said, Shane Helms, Shannon Moore, Joey Abs, and so it wasn't until. Later on, like 97-ish, 98, um, that I was really I, – I was not working for Omega, but I would be on some of the, some of the cards that these guys were on. Oh, and okay, so, so um, combined then, yeah. Yeah, it was, it, was, it was – yeah, 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 it was fantastic, man. I mean, but those guys, you know, the Hardy, Matt and Jeff at that time, they were, they were doing dark matches for WWE at the time. And so uh, they were, you know, in and out around the North Carolina scene. Joey Abs, who already went up. Um, I don't know if you remember the group. Main Street oh, Posse? Yeah, what is the name of that group? They used to be with Steph. Yes. Yeah, I love them, man. <laughs> and so, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So Joey was one of them. Well, he used to be Venom. And then, you know, at that time, uh, Lodi, he had went to WCW mm -hmm. doing with the Ravens flock. And so... Usually, I mean, around the, the North Carolina scene, it was just like guys who were left there. Shane Helms at the time was was, was pretty much left there. Um, Shannon Moore was kind of in and out. And then ECW was like kind of coming in or whatever. They were doing their thing up in the north. I didn't know anything about ECW. And mm. CW went there. And at that time, um, him and Steve Carino, they were getting their push there at ECW. And... Um, I was just, you know, I was just doing my thing on the indies, you know what I mean? And so uh, I, I knew nothing about ECW. <laughs> I just knew WCW <laughs> and WWE or WWF at the time. And so that was my main concern. But uh, I got invited to go up to ECW with, with Steve Carino and uh, C.W. Anderson. And the rest is history, you know what I mean? Just before we do talk about you debuting in ECW and your career there, I want to ask, you competed in a number of strength competitions. I'm not an athletic guy, by the way, but mm -hmm. I'm sure the listeners will want to know uh, what's the <laughs> most that you did lift and where would you normally rank in these competitions? Deadlift? Oh, no, 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 no. I wasn't. Mm, mm, no, I did tough man competition. That's I didn't do one. weightlifting oh, competition. Okay. Yeah, 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 yeah. I only did I only did weightlifting competition in high school, but I wasn't very strong. I mean, I was strong enough, but I wasn't that strong. But <laughs> but um, when, when I was doing indie wrestling, the, the tough man competition would come through my town or come through certain parts of North Carolina. And, you know, I, I was like trying to get some money, you know what I mean? Some extra cash. I was hustling, you know what I mean? So I said, you know, I'll try it, you know? And so I, I, I think I had about five of those fights. Four of them I know were, were straight legit because the one that I fought, the first one was like at a boys and girls club or something. Mm. But I won every single one. And so, um, you know, that was real fun. You know, that it was it was fun, but uh, I was like, "Yo, boxing is no joke." You know what I mean? It's, I mean, wrestling no joke neither. But, yo, getting hit and uh, <laughs> and, and, and just seeing black, <laughs> mm. and then coming back, and it's like, whoa! You know, you gotta 
you I mean you really gotta be able to move, you know. It's it's no it's no joke, you know what I mean? So um it's not like you're fighting in the street, you know what I mean? Fighting in the street, you can grab somebody, you can take them down, but boxing is like, I mean, you just boom, you just see something coming and if you don't move, you don't have that head movement, man. Mm -hmm. Even in just even just in like a amateur, you know, tough man competition, you know, I was getting my ass kicked one night. One night I I was really getting my ass kicked. And luckily, uh I hit the guy with an uppercut and knocked his mouthpiece out, and that's how I won. God <laughs> the hell. Bone Crusher Smith. Yeah, Bone Crusher Smith, the champion, Bone Crusher Smith, he was a judge at that 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 uh at that fight. And I won that fight. It was at Camp Lejeune, North Carolina, home home of the Marines. And here I am walking in the, in, in the arena with blonde hair. So all the Marines <laughs> are like fans and they're like, boo, boo, this guy. <laughs> I got a, a, a chilly Willie t-shirt on. And they're like, who the hell is this guy? You know? So, so, so they were rooting for me to get my ass kicked anyway. You know what I mean? I walked yeah. in with blonde hair and they're like, yeah, the dude that I fought, no, the dude that I fought really, I thought really kicked my ass. You know, I was, I was about to, you know, uh, kneel down and say, forget it. Yeah. But luckily, I just hit him one time and his mouthpiece came out. I was like, whoo, thank God. I was like, well, but I didn't think, I still didn't think I won. You know what I mean? I just yeah. thought, you know, hey. But, you know, you fight, you fight, you keep fighting until. You lose, and it's a two. It's a two night event, yo. And I was like, yo, I was gassed out. But the next night, you know, it was easy, you know, because all the big guys are already got their ass kicked, you know. <laughs> so, mm. so you know, the next night it was like little guys. I'm just sitting there, oh, oh, you know. So, but yeah, it was fun, you know. That was um, that that was one of the things I did. If if it came around and I wasn't wrestling, that's wicked, man. I'm sort of glad to learn something. And also, where were you for the Brawl for All <laughs> tournament, mate? You would have done pretty well. Can imagine you against Bart Gunn, just like. <laughs> no doubt. It's like, it's like when I see boxing now, you know, like I see those guys, those, those Logan guys there now. I'm like, good oh, for them. They're making their money. You know, yeah. I'm like, make, they, they're making their money. You know, I can't. I can't knock their hustle. You know what I mean? But Oh, yeah, uh, yeah. I, I admire them. It, it, but, it, but it's. But it's definitely bullshit until they fight some real boxers, you know what I mean? Oh, <laughs> Besides yeah. Mayweather, you know. Oh yeah, mate. But so, he know, but he's in it for the money. He doesn't care about what the fans. Of think. course, <laughs> of course, of course. He, hey, hey, he's a smart cookie, man. I gotta give it to him too. You know definitely. what I mean? I don't. I, I at first I was like, no, nah, man, don't do that. You know, you kill a boxing. If you're gonna box, box. If you're not, you know, stay retired. But I understand. You know, if you keep making money, keep making it. You know what I mean? So. I can't yeah. knock that. I've heard him from the business point of view, but in terms of an actual right, boxer, right. I don't really care for him it. anymore. But, um, right, cool, exactly. Wicked. So I'd like to now <laughs> jump uh, on the old ECW, Extreme Championship Wrestling. Nice. For anyone that doesn't know what the letters stand for, I'm sure they will. Mm -hmm. And you would go on to make your debut in 2000. Uh, that's correct. As Taz once said, yes. at the ECW locker room, it was the island of the misfit toys. I want to hear from you, someone who was there. What was your first impressions of ECW like? And it's not a family show either, so you can say whatever you want. <laughs> Yo, I'm, I'm gonna be honest with you, man. I didn't know. Um, I didn't know anything. Like I said earlier, I didn't know anything mm. about ECW because I couldn't get it on television um, where I was living. So I, I had no idea. I think it was called East Coast Wrestling or something at the time. And so when I got there, 
I went, like I said, I went to a show first, then I saw the Dudleys, and I saw them in action before they went to WWF or WWE, and I saw how they really made the crowd like, I mean, they almost caused a riot, you know what I mean? And I was mm. like, yo, what is this shit? And then I saw how the Sandman would come in, and you know, Rob Van Dyke, and I was like, yo, these, this shit is live, but I didn't know who these people were. Mm. You know, I didn't know who New Jack were or whatever. I should know who Jack Victory was because he was in WCW. Some of those guys, Rob Van Dam was in WCW. Pat Sandman was in WCW. But I didn't really, it didn't really dawn on me. Mm. And my first, my first match, we did a practice. We did a practice. Because you can, when they put the ring up, you can practice before the show starts. Yeah. So I was practicing and they let me get, they, they, Tommy Dreamer and them guys allowed me to get in the ring. They wanted to see what I had or whatever. Because CW them brought me in. And then after practice, right before the doors open up, Tommy Dreamer goes, hey, I want you to wrestle Julio De Niro at the time. And I said, yeah, cool. So, but I didn't know that there were some guys that wanted to get off the ring crew, like the, the Baldies, like Angel, Tony DeVito, um, some of those guys, they wanted, Billy Wilds, they wanted to get off the ring crew. And so they needed someone else to mm. fill in. And so I did a match at the Roadhouse in Virginia against Julio De Niro. And he carried me the whole match, thank God. <laughs> and so after that, after that, um, Tommy said, you can wrestle with us and you can also help put up the ring. So I was, I was doing two jobs, wrestling and putting up the ring. And that's how I got in. But the, the locker room, man, you know, from day one was awesome. Even when I wasn't wrestling, just hanging out with, with, with CW and, uh, and Steve Carino at the ECW shows, mm-hmm. they were – Man, they they were like family, you know. And then when I really got in there, when I got in on the roster, yo, it was like cousins, brothers, more like brothers and sisters, you know what I mean? So yeah, it was that's how tight it was. I have never been in a locker room since then that was that tight. That was the tightest locker room that I probably would probably ever been in. You know, even when I was in OVW, it wasn't like that. So you know, that's how ECW was. Nah, it's good. You do hear from a lot of wrestlers that were there that it was like a family in a way, like one big family, uh, a messy family, but uh, a family. Definitely. I mean, that's, that's pretty much how families are, right? You know Absolutely. what I mean? What family, what family pretty much <laughs> is all together, you know what I mean? If they are, they bullshit. So 100%. it's like the, 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 the more messy your family is, pretty much the better, especially in the black community, you know what I mean? So... That's how ECW was, man. It was like going to a barbecue, man. And it's like, you got your uncles over here. <laughs> you know, your Sandman's, New Jack, Balls, Mahomes. Man, it was just, yo, I loved it. Just you the way, just mean? the way you loved it. You're talking about now, you've got a smile on your face, like a genuine smile. And I love it, man. Because I, <laughs> I, um, I, yeah. I literally would have to get the VHSs uh, from the shops of ECW. And we didn't get it in the UK. Mm-hmm until like 2000 it was on like a mm. bravo i think it was like a channel bravo so and then that i i, I think that's why jenny's like i remember you i remember balls rvd rvd was one of my favorites as a kid and we're some okay. people went mental but um i want to know also who did you find yourself hanging out with the most in ecw sort of traveling with backstage with going oh, it was it was the it, yeah it was the rain crew guys you know what i mean um your your you guys like uh, Tony Marquez, Tommy Marquez, uh, the the prodigy, 
Kina, Supo, who I hung out with pretty much. But, but then once we got to the arena and everything, once we got to the arena and everything, I mean, you hang out with everyone. Hmm. But because we on the ring crew, we're there first and we drive yeah. and we, you know, we get there first to put up the ring. So, you know, once you're on the ring crew, that's it. You, you hanging out, you, you pretty much hanging out with those guys, you know, and, and everyone had their own cliques pretty much. Yeah. But even though they had their own cliques, we still were family, you know what I mean? Because you had, you had, your, you had your guys over here who smoked the weed, you know, your <laughs> RVD guys, you know, they were straight weed, you know, it, may, it might be RVD and it might be Kid Cash or whoever, I don't know. But then over here on the other on the other click, you had your hard hitting drug guys. You know, your, your Sandman, your Balls, your New Jack. You know, those guys was was hitting it. You know what I mean? And then you had and, and then you had your then you had your guys who didn't do anything, but they were just watching. They were just like you know your C.W. Andersons, your 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 Simon Diamonds, your Johnny Swingers, and then you had us, the ring crew guys who just put up the ring and be like just watching everybody <laughs> you know so we had we had our own clicks yeah but we came together you know what i mean especially at that time we weren't getting paid at, at a time um i think uh paul, paul was going back and forth with wwe and he was kind of like misleading certain some things or whatever i don't know but we were a lot of guys weren't getting paid I was getting paid because I was on a ring crew because I was getting cash, you know. Mm. So, but the guys that was on contract, they weren't getting paid. And so you had a lot of animosity going on, a lot of, the morale was like really low, but, mm. you know, you you wouldn't have known it when you went to a show. It was just us. We knew it as a family. You know, we didn't air our differences, but there was a lot of guys that were pissed off. This, but, you know, that's what it was, you know. Yeah, no, I can imagine, man. I mean, yeah, it's not nice, obviously, doing job and not getting paid for it. Um, I'd like to know, <laughs> who came up with the idea to pair you and Balls Mahoney to tag team? Because, like, it was such a... I thought it was an odd pair, but it worked, you know? It was it was very entertaining. <laughs> like, I don't know, just... I don't know, uh, you know, <laughs> that, I have no idea, man, I don't know. I think, I think at one time, Paul wanted to push... He was trying to push me, I think, at one time. It either, either it was Paul's idea or Tommy's idea or both. I'm not sure. Mm. Um, but they were trying to push me, I guess, because I was going up against Rhino a lot sometimes, you know. Um, and then I heard at one point, you know, when, when Rhino had the television championship that I was, I was being looked at to go up against him. I don't think it, it never, you know, I don't – it, it, it never came true, but he would put Paul would put me up. He would put me with the Sandman, New Jack once once or twice, even Raven one time, and then uh, it came to Balls, and he just stuck with me and Balls for some reason. He just stuck, you know. Mm. But um, yeah, I, I was in the ring. I was tagging with. Um, I'm not gonna say tag. It was more like they came in and. Um, I don't know the word for it. It was just like uh, they made an entrance, like Sandman, New Jack, or whatever. Uh, but I tagged with Balls. I know for sure, you know, me and Balls were only with tag team partners. But when when I was in the ring with, with with Sandman, New Jack, Raven, it was more like they came in and they saved me or something like that. You know? Oh, okay. 
Yeah. yeah. So, but, but I don't know. I don't know who, who came up with that idea, but it just stuck. You know what I mean? If you watched, uh, we had, uh, I don't know if it's November to remember in Chicago, but anyway, we wrestled in Chicago and we did a flaming table match with the mm. Baldies. And all of them were wearing t shirts. You know, I didn't wear a t shirt. You know what I mean? I wanted to look like a wrestler, so I worked out. Not saying they didn't work out. I just, I just, that's, that was my thing. <laughs> okay, yeah, okay, so, yeah, okay, yeah. I remember, I, I remember, I remember in the back, we calling a match. And I'm thinking that I'm going to go through the table because I'm the young buck. You know what I mean? I'm the green, I'm the green horn. And they looking at me and Angel goes, no, dumbass, you're not going through the table. You're the only one that that's not wearing a t-shirt. And you all, you got all that chicken grease on you. How are you going to go through the table? And I was like a deer <laughs> in the headlight. I was like, oh, yeah. <laughs> I was like, oh, yeah. He, no, he said, no, man, I'm going to the table. I said, okay, all right, cool. You know, I didn't know. I had yeah. never been in a, a tables match at all. I didn't know what it was. Um, I think I seen the Dudley do it once. And I was just like, yo, I'm going to a fucking table on fire and shit, you know? And they were like, oh, no, you're not going to no table, bro. You don't want to have no T-shirt on. I was like, oh, okay, all right. <laughs> I do remember that match. So oh, it was like, not a chance. I, I think it sort of added to it that you was the only one that didn't have a top on. So, I mean, obviously you knew you're not going for a table, but yeah. there was that there was that element of surprise that like, this could actually happen because it's ECW. You just never know. But um, thank God right. you didn't. Because right. um, you've just mentioned them as well. Um, <laughs> I was fascinated with them as a stable as well. The Baldies. Um, it's only in ECW, right? You get a faction mm. called the Baldies. But um, I just want to know, obviously, you did right. a flaming tables match with them. You actually had quite a fun rivalry with them. What would they like to work with? Yeah. Yes. Yeah, yeah. It was good, man. Angel and uh, DeVito, man. And, you know, and before that, I didn't know DeVito had uh, actually worked a lot in WWF at the time. You know, he did a lot of work in... in uh, and so... Uh, you know, they took care of us, you know, well, they took care of me, you know what I mean? So, um, and if that's the thing with me, I had size, I had a good size with me, you know, everything. Uh, and so, uh, we just had good matches, you know, brawling. And so I was just, I was just along for the ride, man. I didn't, mm. I didn't know a lot. I was very green. I was like two, about three years into the business. And I was like, wow, this has happened. I'm on pay-per-view, you know, three years in the business and here I am. So I, I, you know, everything was, everything was like a blur and new to me mm -hmm. now looking back, you know what I mean? Um, and so um, I'm just glad that I was with guys who took care of me. No, that's cool, man. I mean, I know it's sort of blur and you're only there for a short period of time, but I still remember. I, I think just because you had such a unique look, especially in ECW, you know, it's not many people are known for sort of been in the best shape, but you were. So I just remember in East Subby, but I want to know, did you have many interactions with Paul Heyman? Um, not many, not many, because like I said, he was, he was up here. So, yeah. Um, but the times that I did, the times that I did were, you know, he, he was, he was coaching, man. You know, he was trying to, you know, if he was directing a video or something like that, um, you know, he was like that, you know, and I, like I said before, uh, I think that's another reason why they were trying to, they were thinking about pushing, because like, like you said, I was, I was one who didn't wear a t-shirt, you know mm. what I mean? If you look back, actually, if you look back, not, hardly not, well, really, no one 
everyone wore singlets or t-shirt pretty much yeah pretty much everyone wore yeah if i'm thinking about it now uh maybe maybe easy money um he didn't wear a shirt Kid Cash didn't. Kid Cash, uh, Kid Cash didn't wear one. Little Guido. Uh, but other than that, I'm, I'm actually Guido, really thinking. Yeah. Little Guido, uh, probably, yeah. You could probably name about five guys, if that. <laughs> to Jerry. Yeah, exactly. But but for me, I didn't wear, you know, I didn't wear, like, long pants. It was just trunks. Trunks, and that was it. And I wanted to be, because I want my favorite wrestler was Ric Flair, so I used to wear my knee pad below my shin. Oh, so I'm sorry, below my it. knees. Oh, yes. okay. <laughs> yeah, so that's me. That was that was my thing, you know. I wanted to be like Ric Flair, but then the chain with the lock on it uh, that came from Naughty by Nature. Okay. In, in, uh, because I grew I grew up in East Orange, New Jersey. Mm. One of my mates is gonna love to hear that. Point. I grew up in East Orange. <laughs> yeah, I grew up in East Orange, New Jersey, and Tretz, Tretz, Benny, I forget that. Kenji, Kenji. Them guys went to East Orange High School when I went to East Orange High School. Mm. And so uh, I just remember him coming out with the chain with a lock on it. And I said, oh, I'm going to do that. And I said, you know, this is down for – this is like for my brothers on, on lockdown, you know what I mean, who in jail and whatever, you know what I mean? So that was my thing. And then the hat, the hat came – I just wanted to put something on, you know, like the Godfather or something like that. Yeah, I just like the hat. But, yeah, the, the that was one of the things. And, and – um. So Paul, he would talk to me every once in a while, you know what I mean? But not, we didn't have, like, because like I said, he was back and forth going to do business with WWE or whatever, or whatever he was doing. So, yeah, you know, it was all good. <laughs> I get you, man. That's, that's awesome.